What's going on, peeps? Welcome back to another episode of MC to MC. It's your dude, Superb. Oh, Tom. And we got a special guest in the building. He's smiling like the wind boy. <laughs> I'm also Aaron. <laughs> yes, he's also Aaron. Aaron Martin of <laughs> Okie Dokie. And he is Deep Tropics graphic designer. Thank you. Creative yes. director. Creative director. Oh. I like that title more. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry, sir. I downplayed everything. Thank you. Yes. You just did. I'm you sorry. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck off, everybody. Dude, I ain't doing it, man. I'm good. Good, good, good. Good. Yeah. Got some nice. Is that, is that, wait, is it coffee? That's coffee. Ice coffee there. Okay. What this we got? here is uh, alkaline water, which I can't say is what you should be drinking. I just think it feels better. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, activated charcoal, which is an adsorbative. Mm hmm. If you want to get into it, mm-hmm. and then shungite, which is a rock. If you want to get into it, interesting. Okay, <laughs> okay so I know about the activated charcoal, and I know mm-hmm. about alkaline water. The shungite, or is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know too much about that, but I know I mentioned on various episodes I was like a vegan mm-hmm. for like seven months. I did vegetarian for five years. Wow! But then I climbed a mountain, and it ended. it was the tetons yeah and i was coming down the mountain and i was like no salad in the world will save me (laughs) and i saw these like little brown dots running around and i was like bison burger and i had one (laughs) (laughs) yeah man mine was like chicken and gravy yeah when you broke the yeah not bad it was great i had chicken the next day chicken the next day (laughs) i had salmon the day after that Wow. I had pork belly the day after that. I just went straight Dude, back. Yeah, you just went Yeah. Yeah. All over with the meats. My body was loving it. Yeah. Really? So you didn't have like a a reaction or anything? Most people kind of get upset stomachs and stuff. Most people think about that shit all the time. Yeah. You know? That's what I would say. No, okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying it's a mind over matter thing. Yeah. I think a lot of that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm beautiful all right guys we just got a little <laughs> educational there with the drinks so <laughs> yeah some. man let's get right into it <laughs> all right <laughs> smelling like the wind boy i love it dude he's <laughs> smelling like the wind such a cool guy here so thank you you guys are great <laughs> thanks, man. You know, I, I try to be a stand-up citizen man you know? wave form <laughs> that levels look good over there levels looking good <laughs> so are you a nashville native or how did you end up here in nashville um, I'm from Monterey, Tennessee, Monterey. which is like an hour away. It's very small. It's, I think at this point, 2,800 people. Wow. Uh, it's next to Cookville, which is more recognizable. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I've lived here since 2011, February. I moved here, uh, after my dad got sick, he got cancer, he died, uh, Damn, it's, oh, no, it's why we're here talking. It's a good story. Yeah, my sister okay, okay. passed from cancer, bro. I feel you, dude. <laughs> well, hey, I feel yeah, you. Um, but I did have a little bit of time to be like, hey, life is not the way it should be right now. Yeah. So I was 20 years old, uh, fresh off of maybe nine months of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Into, into yeah. finding out, you know, like terminal illness was coming. So I was like, all right, wake up. And then uh, by that point, I was kind of like, you know, I'm uh, wasting your money on this civil engineering degree thing. It sounds terrible. You know, I was like, the best thing we could do is get me on my way, 
you know? So I was like, all right, art, for whatever reason, that's what I'm doing. And I had nothing to base it on. I didn't draw anything really. Uh, but I was like, that's my feeling. I'm yeah. going to go for it and we can make a deal there. Anyway, got into art school. Uh, he sent me on my way. I moved to Nashville. Uh, yeah, I just kind of jumped in and, uh, I was hitting up bands just being, this was 2011, by the way, like yeah. everyone was desperate. I think that's why I got into art school because yeah. <laughs> they were desk Watkins, which is now mm -hmm. dissolved and eaten up by Belmont, which technically means that I went to Belmont at this point, I think. Mm. Right. So thank you guys, whoever, um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, in these weird times, you know, there were house shows happening and bands were all cool with just really whatever. That's what I mean. Like yeah. nothing was cool in 2011. It was just, come on. <laughs> so okay, I, I get that. Yeah. Literally you know, like whatever. Like, yeah. It really was. I mean, it really was. But anyway, uh, I had like 15 or so bands respond to my messages, which were like, hey, I'm me. Yeah. You don't know me. Here's some artwork. I did it for you. You don't know me. You can use it if you want if you want to. But I was like, you have to play a show for me when I need you to. That's the deal. And again, 2011, everyone did it. So we were just off on to shows. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how I got my start. It was just kind of, well, let's be real with this. I got my start being a hypochondriac. <laughs> Really? You know what I mean? Recent death. Yeah. That's yeah. how it goes. You know, you're like stoned all night. You're just sitting there. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes when you smoke weed, you get that like heavy like x-ray blanket thing. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely you know? get what you mean. Every single warm. time I would be like, literally, I'm going to die here alone. <laughs> Fuck this. And I would just like gun it to a friend's house, uh, stay with them. I mentioned earlier there was a tag that said Aaron Martin sleeps on couches. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was hilarious to me because it was like nobody knew that I was just literally like could not be alone. You know, they were like, this dude's always partying. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, no, I need friends and I don't yeah. want to look for them. So I throw parties and yeah. here's friends. Dude, thank God. Like some like great Gatsby shit or something. I don't know. But it it's worked. Like you just felt this 2011. Go throw these marvelous parties. I will or, tell you, yeah. like there, I mean, there is a lot of synchronicity to that stuff. I mean, one of the biggest ones is that that year it was Halloween. It was 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, some friends and I had a party at this house that's no longer there. Yeah. It's it's in the the parking lot area of uh, right in front of 210 Jack. That, okay. that big parking lot over yeah. there uh there used to be a schoolhouse there and it was huge and uh i think robert plant owned the place but i won't get into all that yeah. shit <laughs> uh, some other anyway it was the oldest schoolhouse in nashville we were like happy halloween and the way that the parties would go is i would just buy a bunch of kegs and i would pay bands and i'd be like come it's free because again hypochondriac yeah, i was yeah. like just come hang out with me yeah. <laughs> and uh wow yeah so um anyway so my sister for years she's been like she travels places and every single time i've been like hey i've been hearing a lot about absinthe 
can you bring some back for me? Never did it for years. And then this year, this one year, she she's like, hey, I'm sorry about all the years of not bringing absinthe to you. Here's the biggest bottle you've ever seen. And it's like this big. And I've never drank absinthe before, yeah. okay? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have like seven or eight bands playing. Music didn't stop until six in the morning the next wow. day. Uh, I remember the cops showed up, and again, 2011, we don't live in the same place, but the cops showed up to this party, and there's already hundreds of people there, and this was like the peak of Facebook invites being a thing, oh. yeah. so anyone that got the invite was like, yo, here I go, and uh, so I, I, I said, hey, we're going to have a fire, bring firewood if you can, but yeah. that went out to like a thousand people. So we had a thousand people's worth of like, I'll bring some firewood. What the fuck? I bet that'll help. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm sitting here with a bunch of like, uh, like Margot Price and her band, you know, those people. Ooh. Like, this is old, you know, literally they this used to work at Turnip Truck. Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. So anyway, I'm like, hey, I have absinthe. I've never had this before. And I'm like, none of us know how to drink it, you know? Yeah. And we're just passing it around and chugging it like it's whiskey. Oof. You're supposed to have like a little dip dip, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! So by this point, like, I'm pretty wasted. And I mean, <laughs> not enough to where I couldn't talk, you know? So the cops show up. And I'm 21 years old at this point. And I'm just downed a bunch of absinthe. And I'm in like the... 10 minutes before I'm about to just black out and be crazy. <laughs> and uh, and I just remember the cop showing up and being like, who's party? And my friend Ellie, who was throwing it, it was her house. She was like, I'm not dealing with this. Your party. And I was like, okay. And I grew up in Cookville, Tennessee, where yeah. in high school we had numbers, which was like 200 people every day would show up to the same coffee shop yeah. every day, like high school kids. And we would drink there. We would smoke cigs and weed and stuff because we knew from that one time that the cops tried to split us up that it was fucking chaos you know so after that one time that we all went and ran around and the cops were like why did we do this you know after that no one gave a shit we would just be like here's my 40 in my jacket and uh which makes you feel like so well equipped for Nashville drinkity city. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you're like, I know how to do this culture. shit. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, I already was used to crowds and we had yeah. a massive crowd. And I just remember the cops being like, Who's fucking party? And I was like, It's my fucking party. <laughs> and I'm like, literally about to black out. And they're just like, What do you think we should do? And I'm like, looks like there's too many people here guys and they're just like yeah there's a lot of people and i'm like pretty awesome <laughs> and they're like what do you think we should do and i was literally like so caught off guard that they were asking me a little kid me just like what do you think we should do with your big party and i was just like i think that you guys should like park across the street and put your flashies on and if you want to try to bust people have a great fucking time but if you want to try to bust this up like you're fucked you know and they were just like mm, okay so they scooted over <clears throat> anyway um what got us to this story oh yeah the synchronicity yeah. yeah so again this bottle of absinthe i've waited for and there's a lot of synchronicity to this too like the trickster spirit or the 
the green man, you yeah. know, <laughs> uh, mushrooms, whatever. There's like a lot of like uh, the tricky green, like here's some shit for you to understand kind of thing, you yeah. know, this archetype. <laughs> And boy, I was just drinking a bottle of that. And I just remember, like, I'm, like, looking at the house at one point, and there's just people everywhere, like 900 people at this house. It's like some Project X type shit. It was amazing. Yeah. When I watch Euphoria and shit, I'm oh, like, dude. that was every party. Shut, fucking shut up. <laughs> Seriously. Every party. Ain't got you shit know? on those. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and if that dude was being so mean to them at that party, one of us would have knocked him the fuck out. That's yeah. the other yeah. truth here. Like, that's the truth. So anyway. I'm looking at this house and there's literally like, there's a dude dressed up like Superman having a fist fight with a dude dressed up like a cop <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> and everyone's like laughing at him. And then there's Fuck people me. falling through like the railing on this porch, just, <laughs> and we're all just laughing at him. Oh, there's bands playing in the basement. And then I just remember, like, there was this van parked here. And again, I was like, bring firewood. And everyone did. So there's this massive just flame. And I just remember, like, I was at this time, there was a video that was, like, super popular. It was called The Sexy Sax Man. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, yeah where he was, like, playing in malls and shit. Oh, yes. shit. Damn, that's, that like, guy? throwback as fuck. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. I was, like, 14 so, or some shit. Right. So anyway, I'm like sitting at this party and I'm passing this bottle around and the cops are over there and I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. I've been here for six months. Fucking did it. You know, I was yeah. like, friends, cool. You know, I can yeah. sleep at night with people to reach out to when I'm freaking out. <laughs> you know, of it, all. it was a great thing. And I think, you know, owning up to the like shortcomings of a time is like really important. So like, yeah, I was freaking out. Nobody knew. I knew, but who cares? Uh, but I look up and there's this huge fucking fire going. And I just see this like silhouette of this person climb up on top of this van and then all of a sudden saxophone and it goes <laughs> and literally someone had dressed up like the sexy sax man looked identical and could play the line like the best and everyone lost it and i was like that is my spirit animal that fucking person you know years down the line like years down the line and this was the trickster the 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 little this is for you that person that was yeah. what it was this is for you pay attention yeah so uh years down the line you know i've i've been in like a, i was in a band called soul cat for a little while that was like a belmont thing came back to do art again like started okie dokie and i'm like i've told this literal story like 12 times and i get I mean, no, 1,200. And I get to the point where I'm like, and there the sexy sax man was. And that's when I knew that I'd fucking done it. This person, I'll never know. You know? Shouts out to sexy sax man. We yeah. know yeah. who that is now. It's yeah. my best friend, Jeremy, who I literally had never known that about until like six years into our friendship. Wow. That he was the sexy sax man. And that he spent two and a half months learning that line on saxophone because he didn't play saxophone <laughs> and that like literally when i was sitting there like i've arrived my best friend was the fucking sax man in this 
flame silhouette, just like. Wow. And yeah, like uh, the rollover of that experience, it just continuously grows. Like I've literally met people who are like, yeah, I met my wife at that crazy party. And I'm like, oh, amazing. You're still out there. Is there any footage <laughs> of this party, man? No, and Damn. the house is literally gone. It's not Damn, even there dude. anymore. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Part of another era. So that 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 whole party was like an origin of like a lot of creativity. Oh, yeah. It was like a lot of people, at least in that... I don't know. There's bubbles all the time. Like I'm observing. Yeah. I feel like a new bubble in Nashville of like just who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. I love them. You know? No. Every like five years it happens or whatever. Uh, from 2011 to 14 area is when just like literally every single night there was a house show. Mm-hmm. Every single night forever there's a house show. There's three of them warehouse show something every single night and it was crazy because you know i had lived here three years or something and facebook was already giving me like a here's your memories and i was like guys hold on can we please register this for a second i was like we have partied our asses off 400 plus times in the three years that i've been here that's insane you know And I was like, where the fuck do that many people collaborate on fun that often all the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And there just are not those, like, anywhere, almost yeah. anywhere. And I'm just like, it was a very cool time. But, hmm. you know, I don't know. I think maybe things could have changed with Belmont. Uh, I'm like, I, that's not going on now. I, I know like, this. Yeah. And, and and I'm saying, like, Belmont of those years was like, I knew Pops, and I knew every, like, hilarious character around. I hope Pops is still around, which is yeah. why I said Pops. Is he the homeless guy around? He's not homeless. I don't think he, is. he lives with, we won't talk about Pops' whereabouts, yeah. but <laughs> I love you, Pops, and I'm here for you. <laughs> um, Shout out, Pops. You too, Barry, over in Hillsborough Village. I hope you're still there. Um, But yeah, you know, just we got to know people, I guess is my point. Like we went to the bars. We went to all the stinky places. We were all like 21 years old, acting like we were 40. I had a mustache. Like, why did I need that? I didn't need it. It was stupid. (laughs) You know, I was too young for it. But <laughs> I was like, stash. but I was like gin and tonics and cigarettes Dude, old. Gin and so tonic I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Every yeah. time. Gin so, and tonic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I don't drink anymore. I quit. I quit four years ago. Oh, nice. Which COVID had me thinking it was three years ago. Well, but I it's mean, that's four, like if you were 40 so. yeah, at that time mentally. And you stopped no, I was young. Ago. That's the point. As I yeah. could, I could drink forever. I was too yeah. young at spirit. <laughs> yeah. So technically, you stopped at about like seventy or something. I stopped at one life and one perfect day of age <laughs> to quit drinking. You know, but let's also talk about substances. Yeah. Everyone has their cake, and I have. I'm down for all of them. You know. Okay. But I don't drink alcohol because it doesn't work with me very well. You know? Yeah. Really. It just, I couldn't be uh, my version of professional, which is very loose mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, you know, like with the band and just more priorities. It's like yeah. I can't really be a drunk ass everywhere I go. Yeah. Because I have to remember too. people. I have to make friends. I have to like. I mean, also performance is so stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, I may be the first person here that performs that is also saying it is so fucking stupid. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> the stage is dumb. Yeah. It's a big fat dumb thing. You know, it's four feet up where these people that are like no more ambitious than anyone else are up there doing a thing they do. And everyone is going, wah, because of four (laughs) feet. It's so dumb. You know? Yeah, that is a very good way to look at it, actually. It really is. It's a a pedestal. And if you look at, you know, the old way of doing it, back to the green men and whatever, you know, we had, we had, uh, there's Red Rocks experience. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, amphitheater experiences. Yeah. And then there's going to like suck some fucker off on a four foot stage yeah. with a bunch of people, you know, you know? Like, yeah. Like that's just not really what it should be. Yeah. But that's what it is now. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying it's dumb because it should be this mm-hmm. like, equalizer thing is what i think you know like if you perform the real job is being like okay none of these people know me but they know this art that i've done so they're gonna be intimidated i understand this yeah my job is not to push that forward my job is to watch these shaky hands go this hand you know it's like you're the shit nice to meet you like Mm. you're the best way to go you know (laughs) it shouldn't be like fucking fill me up haha yeah it's just like what it should be embrace that moment well yeah it's like what what's the trickster thing you know it's like the 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 court jesters (laughs) and typically the weirdos and women i believe (laughs) have almost always known when shit was going to hit the fan first and that is why we need those people to be spreading uh equality in the way of you're the best just do your shit you know so like what are some examples like especially with like the older parties mm-hmm. where like these weirdos and like the ladies and shit where like there was a moment like shit was about to hit the fan and then like just everybody's senses went off and you have like i mean you can i okay <laughs> <laughs> Every crazy dude that you've ever seen memed in a movie that's going, the end is near. <laughs> that dude knows something. <laughs> because cause he is no longer tied to society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Society is something that keeps us all swirling around in the same shit all the time. The dude on the street that is like completely dishinged <laughs> from society is purely just hinging on the ether, you know, yeah. like the electromagnetic frequency of Earth at that point. And he's Earth, feeling yeah, something he's else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's feeling Earth something. is saying through that guy, "Hey, all those fault lines are jacking up. Yeah. be a big one." <laughs> you know, or like. Yeah, or like you could probably trace uh, the menstrual cycles preceding the polio epidemic. And literally it'd be like all the moms would probably be like, I don't know about the next five years. Yeah. Shit like that is constant, (laughs) you know? I mean, okay, uh, people, 
that grew up on farms. A lot, a lot of people mm-hmm. that grew up in the middle of nowhere still retain, which I also have, and I love it because it is hilarious. Yeah. But still retain this ability to smell ozone loudly, which is very mm. like sulfuric. Yeah. You know, and and in that way, it's like without the smell, I could tell you anyway. But those people can be like. There's a storm in two hours. Yeah. going to be here. And you'll be like, wow, you know, not me because I can smell it too. And I'm like, yes, I know. But the other way is like, you know, uh, look at the trees. Yeah. All the leaves go like this. And yeah. I can literally, I walk everywhere. So I'm like, 30 minutes, 30 minutes, you know. Mm. And yeah. I literally always get where I'm going without being rained on because I'm looking at trees. They're telling me what the fuck's going on. Bro, that's literally... So fucking true. It is. Yeah. Because the day, so I picked them up in ride chair, and, like, it literally, like, rained, like, in the middle of the ride. But I got them, like, right before it started raining. <laughs> it was, like, the craziest shit. Like, literally before. And we were talking about, like, weather and shit. Oh, damn, that's fucking crazy. So you were doing that that day. Always. Wow. That's Which insane. is why. <laughs> the end is near. <laughs> that's fucking insane. That's so funny how I find, like, humans now, like, there's so much technology and shit. We lose these, like, natural senses or these, like, keen observations that we used to have, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. Because it's 100%. like, I'm walking outside and shit, bro. I'm not looking at leaves turn and shit like, oh, it's about to rain. I'm getting rained on. Dude, every day there's something, you know? And, like, I mean, we can go even further with the leaves thing, you know? One of the things that I think about all the time... Uh, just cause this is where I'm at. I don't, ah, fuck it. Anyway, uh, drugs. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. There's one person whose brain or their concept of drugs is that this is your brain on drugs, seeing druggy shit that your brain is making you see. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other thing where it's like, okay, well, this is consciousness <laughs> funneling through drugs, mm-hmm. you know? This is drugs helping me see something else, right? So what I'm trying to get at is that, like, um, when it comes to paying attention to what's around you or not doing that, it's like we have this innate ability to straight up ignore is what I mean. Like, so what I'm getting at is that, you know, you take a bunch of mushrooms Mm -hmm. and you look around all day Every fucking leaf on yeah. every tree is moving Worry. everything. Worry. Worry. Okay, back in sober town, you know, every leaf is still moving. Yeah. We know this. It's wind. They fucking move all the time. <laughs> they fucking move. Yeah. Every leaf on every tree is moving always. Always. Yeah. But if I'm, like, talking to you in front of a house and you're in front of me, all those leaves behind you are just still. They're not doing shit. And that is my brain omitting all this information that I don't need to survive. But it's still happening. So that's where I'm like, well, there's your brain on drugs or there's your brain seeing reality. Yeah. You know? And uh and that gets into like, well then of course everyone has like shared experiences and they've all talked to the same elves, you know, like like I smoked DMT recently. I don't care. I smoked it. And and I was having this beautiful experience and I like straight up disassociated. I was like, see you later. And and then I was like, wait, 
it's all so perfect. And I got really sad and I was like, what do I even do with that? It's perfect. (laughs) And then this like big star rises up and I'm like, oh shit, that's what I am. And it was like, bro, that's insane. That's like, that's probably like the closest. So I had this trip like about, it wasn't DMT. I've never done it. No, it doesn't matter. But it was like, it was just like some good ass, pure acid. Mm -hmm. This was like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, we're out in Big Bend National Park, West Texas. A great and place like, to do it. Yeah. yeah. my homie Dusty's Jeep. Dusty. And then I remember, like, I got out the restroom, and we get in the Jeep, and then we're listening to uh, The Lion Sleeps in the Jungle tonight. 100%. Yep. And then just, I remember, like, just about, like, a minute into that song, I'm like, yo, guys, I feel weird. <laughs> and then, like, everything just goes black. Everybody's voice just sounds like they're like got a bunch of reverb on it and shit. Yeah. Turn into like this fucking like pink energy orb. Yes. And nobody fucking every time I say this shit, people are like, dude, this fucking story is crazy. But like, I'm like, no, dude, I was in a different reality. I was, I was like, yo, this is it. I feel you with that. Like, yo, this is it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I took from it. And, and then after that moment of like realization, you're like all peaceful, you know? Yeah. And here comes the little trickster again, which I don't know why I do this. I've been doing it like, like hey, <laughs> fuck <trickster>. you. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, I was coming down from my star moment. <laughs> and I was like, wow, well, okay, I'm that. I'm a star. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm a big ball of gas burning forever, babe. And, uh, but then I just remember like, dum, 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 these drums coming in. And then I, and then I just hear like ding, 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 and I'm like, and I start laughing. I'm like, what are the chances that y'all actually sound like elves? You know. <laughs> and that's where I was like, you no, got, dude. you got me there, bro. That's fucking insane. Yeah, dude. And it's out there, and it's real. I think. Apparently the whole time I was in my little trance, mm-hmm. my homie Dustin was like I was just like kicking him and slapping him while he was driving or something. That's <laughs> that's called a uh, that is your uh, subjective reality. Yeah. You know, it's like like I do not live in on the other side of the planet. Okay, <laughs> I haven't been there before. Yeah. I haven't been there, so you could say to me in this conversation that it doesn't exist because. Yeah. Sub, you know, this reality bubble, right? Yeah. So, like, it's okay. We share those all. I'm not saying the other side of the world doesn't exist. Yeah. It does. <laughs> but if I was making that argument, I could say the same thing. Like, okay, right here, everybody, this part of your vision, is it even there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Max. You can do shit like that all the time. It's really fun to I do mean, so. I mean, they used to think if you walk too far on Earth, you just fall off, so... Yeah, and now they think that if you walk too far on Earth, reality could just generate itself endlessly and you'd never hit the end of the Earth. You know, that conversation just keeps expanding. And that's where it's, like, nice to really not care about the end result because what the fuck, who cares, you know? It's like spheroid or flat, whatever, it doesn't matter. (laughs) BLB, he believes it's flat. He is? BLB. BLB, yeah. You know, I... I have a recent like uh, soft spot for flat earther people because there's so many uh, legs of the conspiratorial <laughs> octopus okay, yeah. that could be like whoosh, 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 flat earth, 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, you could be like just a general like geologist dude that's like, this doesn't look right. And they're going to be like, flat earth. And you're like, well, fuck. You know? Yeah. And then like, you could be like, man, I swear Jesus did more walking than they said he did. And they'd be like, flat earth. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, you yeah. could get into any of these concepts. And then now science is like really fucking with everybody's head because you've got like, uh, NASA moon mission stuff, and then you've got people 10, 20 years later being like, Man, we can't get out there. And it's like, Flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still. Like, just literally, you can, you know. Wow. It's the same way that like QAnon was fucky, you know? Yeah. Because you can't be a, f- a differently thinking person, an alternatively considering person. Without someone who doesn't consider the same things going Q and non Trumper. And it's like yeah. what the fuck? That that to me is like really what's wrong. It's like let's take literally any topic and let's just show how they've cut you all in half and separated you. And here comes the elections. Okay, we're both on the highway. Yeah. Here's the two lanes. They're fixing the middle lane. Shit, I gotta pick one. Yeah. And then you go, whoa, fuck. And then you're like right back on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what's happening all the time. All so the time. it's like, flat earthers, come over here. <laughs> hey man, I'm I'm not I'm not mad at the flat earth people. Me neither. Yeah, they can believe I, what they I, want. Yeah, well, they're considering yeah. differently. Yeah. I'm saying like, bring it on. Do that. Yeah. You know. As long as I can have like a taco with them or something. If the flat earthers and the tantric sexers could get together yeah. and collaborate a little, we would have global peace pandemic. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely would. I mean, for <laughs> real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, all right, the tantric was, sexers yeah. would be like, every person is a cosmos looking into another cosmos. And the flat earthers would be like, well, I guess I don't care about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I talking about? And they'd zoom the out a little bit and they'd all zoom into one another. It'd be great. <laughs> I don't even know how the fuck we got here, but that's what's so great about Didn't this podcast. Mm-hmm. We do this all the time. Mm-hmm. We just went there. <laughs> we definitely fucking just went there. <laughs> it was fucking great. Great. Well, all right. Where am I going to bring it back to? Okie dokie. Yeah. So, okay. 2014. Uh, Wait. Well, you you weren't, you said you were in a, a band called Soul Cat? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is before Okie dokie. So, circa what year? Was mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Somewhere. Sometime. Yeah, sometime. Bef- all right, so. Before the fire marshal shut down all the DIY spots. Okay. Which was like 2016, <coughs> okay. right? No. I think that was when the ghost ship in San Francisco burned down. Yeah. Which was that big warehouse. Okay. No one remembers it. Oh, yeah, now. I have no idea. Over 200 people died. Damn. Yeah, this big warehouse party. Which I remember reading like Pitchfork's article at the time, and it was all about how like the owners of the warehouse were really trying to bring like house music to LA or San Francisco. It's like go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was like that place burned down, and it was terrible. Yeah, and the whole country was affected. And then Nashville, being like a live music place which we were in, like, GQ magazine, all these other things that don't matter. But at the same time, it was, like, the house parties we were throwing were getting draw. You know, people were like, Nashville's scene is crazy. It's like, no, we're just, we love this, and we're drunk, and we're having fun, (laughs) and we're never going to see this again, so whatever. And uh, 
Yeah, it was after that uh, warehouse burned down that like every single wow. DIY spot got shut down. It was like 14 places in town just got. <laughs> and like, I mean, to this day, I think Dark Matter might be one of the only ones that like survived yeah. that whole thing, um, which good on them. And uh, yeah, I mean, it killed uh, bands. It killed all kinds of shit just because people didn't have the like same uh, Nashville was like very uh, the scene was so big here that if you blew up here you could just blow up elsewhere you know because it was that big at the time so we had a lot of that going on where it's like this band's crushing because they crush here and people are looking you know and those bands were cool but like everybody knows what age that was we're definitely beyond that age now mm-hmm. uh just cuz it's gone but uh but when that happened you know this like scene in Nashville where everything was bubbling and all this stuff yeah. it really went for like and we're two talking years. as far as like rock and stuff right oh yeah yeah wow. like it was probably it had to be aftermath because they were not playing those parties. Um, no, this was. I mean, and I'm I'm gonna I'm throwing credit to Coin and them. Uh, I'm just saying that there were like two different walks of life, which there still are, yeah. you know. But you know, back in that day, there was the Coin Judah way, and then there was the like, nah, you know, and that mm-hmm. was kind of like nah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but then as soon as the fire marshals came through, the like nah world was like fuck. We don't know what to do. Like no one told us what to do. You know, so you had bands just like give up. Uh-huh. You had like house shows never happen again. Uh, you know, just like this recycling thing that had to happen. Um, and I guess let's let's. I don't know. I was in Soul Cap for like a year and a half. They asked yeah. me to be their bassist after doing art for them. And it was actually Johnny, who I play in the band with now. He was like, hey, we like to hang out with you. And, you know, we need a bassist. And you should just do it. You're the one. And I was <laughs> like, I don't play bass. <laughs> and he was like, it's really easy. You'll figure it out. Which, truth. And it was easy. <laughs> and, uh, but I was like, no one's ever asked me to do this, so I'll do it. And and if it sucks, it's your fault because I'm just a person that tried, yeah. and I don't deserve that flack. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I did that for a while, you know, um, had some fun, goofed off some places. Uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm 25, I think. And I was like, I'm supposed to be making art. <laughs> and I'm living on eight bucks a day with this fucking band and no one buttons their shirt up all the way. And just, <laughs> you know, that's what we were. <laughs> Mustache times, yeah, you yeah. know, I did not need it. And uh, so anyway, I came back to Nashville, started painting and doing my stuff, which actually back to the weird shit, yeah. which is honestly what I'd prefer to be talking yeah, about. Yeah, we can talk weird um, shit. Yeah. I will say, though, that, like, um, dreams have really kind of, like, led me places, mm. which, oh, man, so many dreams. So do you lucid dream? I have since I was a kid, yeah. 
See, okay, see, my thing about but like, I have lucid like, dreaming. I have, like, I could tell you, like, I'm going to be there in three weeks kind of stuff. Really? Yeah, like, like I have, like, three weeks ahead of time dreams all the time. And I know that they're uh, Dude, deja Tom, vu tell because them about they're your boring. Fuck. I had this dream the other night where I was getting attacked by <laughs> dolphins. They were loving on you. They were killer dolphins with, like, they teeth and shit. They were killer lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have embraced yeah. the dolphins and not yeah. been so scared. You're, you're, you're ocean brethren. Yeah, my ocean brethren. Yeah, but it was insane. I, I've never had a dream that vivid where it was just, like, their, their mouths were, like, over my head. Oh, wow. And I could, like, see the teeth and shit. And then I just woke up, and I was just, like, drenched in sweat, and my heart was beating. It was, like... It was insane. I've never had a dream that like visceral. I've exactly. I am going to Florida <laughs> soon, which is go to go to the ocean. Yeah, exactly. I have so many almost like okay. I've almost died twice, and both both of these times were at the ocean. I was like woken up after I was like for a second. Yeah. The first time it was undertow when I was a little kid, and I like got sucked up. My dad, luckily, yeah, who I owe so much to, <laughs> saw me and was like, "Fuck no!" And, <laughs> and I'm like, "Come back, boy!" I'm like, "Oh!" And he's like slapping me, like, "Wake up!" And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And he's, like, you know, I didn't say any of that at six or whatever. Like, what the fuck, dad? I'm what the dead. fuck, dad? No, um, yeah. And then the next time it was jellyfish. Oh shit! Uh, <coughs> when I was like thirteen, and and I was just like hopping over waves. And <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was, like, sledgehammers to my chest, and I just, like, blacked out. Just went underwater. I don't know how long I was under, but I just remember, like, waking up, and my dad was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. And then I, like, looked down, I had these huge, like, red welts and just tentacle bones all over me. Oh, shit. And my first thought, too, was, like, nobody peed on me, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think about when you like come back to life. You're like, nobody peed on me. <laughs> That's like when I'm reincarnated next. I'm just gonna like first words. Did anyone pee on me? It's <laughs> all that matters, dude. We yeah. didn't, that didn't happen. We're good. But yeah, go to the ocean. Absolutely. Uh, but like the ocean is incredible because it is. We got to use it though. I mean, like, because. Okay. <laughs> Water is just the most conductive thing. You know, it is almost pure electricity anyway. You get into the uh, atomic mix and match of what water is, you know, and you have um, oxygen, which is 888 protons, <laughs> neutrons, and uh, electrons. I don't know if I said that right. I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> but anyway, it's 888. Positive, negative, neutral. Okay. Okay? That's oxygen. That's just electricity. Uh, hydrogen over here is just a proton with an electron going around it. That's just electricity. So your water that you th is all liquidy is just straight up electricity. Okay, cool. That's wild. But then you get into like, okay, that means that 70% of us is yeah. just electricity. Yeah. So that checks out with the whole, they could put a person on the tip of a pin, so much empty space. There's no empty space. It's like just all full, but it's also liquid. 
So what do you feel about full moons then? Because I feel like my record store days, like any of my coworkers, we would always know that it's like if there was like some super weird ass shit going on. The customers were like, "Yo, dude, is it like a full oh, moon?" Oh, one hundred percent. Because of the seventy percent water thing. Well, yeah, and like but full I moon mean, and ocean tides. It's more so one hundred percent electricity. You know, mm. like that is what we are. So this, like, regardless of gravity, in my opinion, this is what I feel. Uh, gravity, in my opinion, makes more sense as a uh, secondary mm-hmm. action to electromagnetism. Yeah. Which is how we, I think, get our like vortexing golden ratio fractaling into everything. Yeah. We have this like ether or oneness or whatever you want to call it. And then below that, you know, we have this other thing, which is like dead space or whatever it's not it to me it's yeah. plasma it's this unused ready to go electrical content and then it densifies further into all the shit we see and then into us but like literally come on come on <laughs> now i've got some of you now i've got some of you we vibrate together you know Both hands. because we are this like space but um what I'm trying to get at is like, yes, the moon affects us because we are picking up things that no one really like cares to pay attention to. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like your cell phone. Okay, everyone I know has said, I swear, my cell phone is reading my mind. It's like, well, no fucking shit. It's no. literally <laughs> made to do that. Yeah, it picks up <laughs> EMF responses from a tower that's way the fuck over there. Your electrical brain, every time you think, goes in the same way that that tower way over there does. So this phone that can read that tower is too pathetic to read this one? Bullshit. Yeah. 100% it does. It is not a two-way street. And, And that's where I'm saying, like, we are constantly swimming in all this stuff, the reaction of which creates gravity. And it fucks with us when the moon is full, 100%. But I, I was born on a full moon. I think I may have been, too. What does that mean? Uh, well, it, it means that uh, at the moment of your physical incarnation into this bubble version of you, uh, all of the forces of nature were acting on you that way, right when you started. So every cycle we go through... All those forces are going to fuck with you that same way. Every time. Just you, though. It's yours. My gravity fucks with me differently on a different clock, which is why uh, astrology is cool to get into, but it's literally just the tip of the iceberg just being like, oh, self-discovery. Yeah. Don't follow it every single day. It's literally talking about shit that's common sense. It's like you were born into a physical realm, and it fucks with you. And the day that you were born, it started fucking with you. And that is your clock. <laughs> you know? Mm. And that is because we are these receptors. So, like, you know, uh, when you vibe off of somebody or you're just, like, and you look and there's somebody you've been waiting on, you know, like, all that shit is happening constantly. And that's where I'm like, yeah, we need to stop looking at water like it's this liquid shit. It is straight up power. And it's almost all of what you're made of. And that means respecting it a little bit. 
because it's like, why would we shit on 70% of of us every time we drink us? It makes no sense. You know Mm. what I mean? So, yeah, the moon fucks with you. People's vibes fuck with you. I've got shungite in this water because it'll fuck with it, and it'll be better for me to drink. So what the fuck does the shungite do exactly? In my belief, okay? Okay. (laughs) uh, Every, okay, shungite is a form (coughs) of a crystal, okay? Okay. And the reason that that is specific is because we have all this, like, space shit, right? Yeah. Crystals don't have a lot of it because they are, like, cubey in their formation, not spheroid, Mm -hmm. okay? So when you get a bunch of spheres stacking on each other, you've got all this space, which is not space, but looks to be empty. Yeah. When you have a bunch of cubes stacked on each other, there's not much to be empty. So in the context of this physical-ass place we live and the electromagnetic things we're feeling, there are certain things that act just like a lens on the sun. You know, you're like roasting ants with it. Mm. Okay, light goes in, comes out differently, right? So the shungite, (laughs) in that each mineral or crystal or whatever, you, me, we all have these like resonances that we can pick up and read. They all pertain to what is called vibration. You know, the planet Earth has what's called the Schumann resonance, um, which is the, uh, what is it, 420? Yeah, 420 432 maybe, actually. 432 hertz. Um, But that's Earth's vibrate you know? So uh, the shungite in its carbon molecular structure seems to be a crystal that when you shine the the invisible light into it, it fractals out in a way in which the molecular structure of the water is invigorated in in a way that helps it reconstruct itself into the structured clusters that water can actually form, which is beyond the uh, H2O mechanism. It can actually create these, like, dodecahedrons and shit. And that is where they say you can program things onto water because it does have a memory. And, uh, I mean, literally, it's trippy. How the fuck does this shit affect your like fucking artwork like i feel like it's like it's coming from another place now that we talk more about this shit like this shit just like because ether that's a concept that's what i call it mm-hmm. so is it like is that shit that's just like, like your that's like your source or your yeah. your consciousness yeah right i feel like albert einstein and shit like he grabbed from there too like well he was yeah i mean einstein and jung and a lot of people they had to kind of come to terms with the ether by the end of it, you know, like, Carl Jung was literally like, yo, when I get upset, shit in the other room fucking falls off the wall, you know? See, he's like, something's happening here. Yeah. Thought, reaction, thought, reaction. He was like, what's going on? Literally had, like, Freud over for a party, I think, and was, like, talking to him about this shit, and was like, I'm telling you, when I think shit happens, it's weird. And he was like, whatever, whatever the fuck. And then, like, Apparently, Jung got really mad and was like, God damn it. And then he was like, <laughs> and then something fell in the other room, and Freud was like, whoa. <laughs> 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 like, 
And then Einstein, you know, Einstein was like, E equals MC squared, gravity, and all this shit. And then, like, literally by the end of his life, he was like, fuck, quantum physics. We really got to reel it back. And it was like we were so fucking spent on E equals MC squared that even Einstein couldn't go backwards and be like, but wait, there's this. He called it, I think it was him, they called it spooky action at a distance, quantum entanglement. He couldn't explain it. He was like, this is like magic. These over here do what those over there do, (laughs) you know? And like, I don't know, there's something to it. But I think that's something to be played into when we're living and stuff. And, uh... I think it also creates empathy, really, when you're, like, getting into this kind of shit. Yeah. Because you do see synchronicities all the time, like, all the time. And to your dream point, I'm actually excited about hearing about your terrible dream. Yeah. Because yesterday, <laughs> terrible dream. I saw a video. <laughs> well, I saw a video of a shark that, like, swallowed somebody's GoPro. like, and it, and it, like, went into the shark's throat. And I was just like. Like, it's not that bad in here, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, like, soft looking, and you just, like, see gills forever until you swallow it up, and, you know, it spit it back out. But I can actually see what you saw, I think, with the... And it's crazy. I feel you. There was people in my dream that I haven't thought about or (laughs) seen in, like, almost 10 years. And you're going to see them. I'm serious. You're going to run into somebody. I've, you said yeah. that, and on the drive over here, I'm pretty sure I saw someone I grew up with in my little town, but I was like, holy fuck, they haven't changed at all. Like, what are they doing here? Yeah. I grew up an hour away, you know? Every once in a while, they're going to show up. But I'm just saying, uh, the familiarity was like, whoa. Um, but uh, what I'm getting at is just... Uh, you know, use your own weird, which I hate that word because I don't think we're supposed to really call shit weird. It just is, you know. Yeah. It's like, like I've seen too many just is things <laughs> at this point to be like calling it anything else is what I mean. So, you know, like, so yeah, the dreams thing. I mean, I, I paint murals and stuff. Yeah. And literally, I started that because the night before New Year's Eve, uh, like seven or eight years ago, I was just like having this dream and I was like up on a ladder and I was painting this wall and I didn't even paint at this point. I wasn't a painter at all. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm doing a mural. And I was like, all my friends are here and everybody's partying. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I like painted and I woke up and I was like, I'm going to paint walls and I'm going to have parties there because that's all I know how <laughs> to do. <laughs> and it's going to be cool. And I'm a muralist now. Okay. And then literally I go to Tin Dog, I think is what it used to be called. I don't know if it is anymore. I don't think it is. Yeah. But it's over by uh, Wedgwood, Houston. And I went there for like a party and I ran into this dude who became my roommate later. But (laughs) I hadn't seen him in like three years. And at this point I did not have a phone because I was like, I mean, it was just easy to at that point. I just didn't have a phone. And I went for like two and a half years without one. Wow. It was amazing. And 
Anyway, uh, <laughs> it was amazing. The friendship that I experienced with the <laughs> network of people that would be like, hey, have you seen Aaron? Oh, I saw him walking this way two hours ago. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, have you seen him? Oh, he was just here an hour ago. Maybe check Ashwood. You know, I'd <laughs> and then I'd just be walking, and my friends would be like, hey, come on. I'd be like, all right, cool. You know? That's crazy, dude. That was like all I did for ever, and it was great. And and it was selfish because all my friends had to deal with that. And that was fucked up, really. You know, like every person I know that's like, I'm going to live off the grid. I'm like, which one of us good friends of yours are you showering with? Who <laughs> are you wasting your friend cred on with showers right now <laughs> while you're off gridding? There's always someone, you know. So anyway, uh, the support needs to be acknowledged. But yeah, I go to Tin Dog and I run into this dude and it's his buddy Evan and I haven't seen him in a couple of years and he's like, man, I've been looking everywhere for you. You don't have a fucking phone. <laughs> and I was like, nope. <laughs> and he was like, do you paint murals? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> it was literally the next day. And he was like, I got a wall for you. And I was like, fucking sign me up. I'm a muralist. And I <laughs> did not know what to do. But I like was like, okay, I can draw really well with a pen. If I make it big, I can draw well with it, you know? Yeah. And they had those, like, paint markers, and I was like, this will do. And I just figured it out. And, uh, but it started me off on this really wonderful uh, mural journey with friends of mine, and, like, yeah, we would have parties when we'd unveil the murals, and they would be big and fun, and it was exactly what my dream had me doing. You know? I like, like how it's, like, this shit just, like, it just seemed to unravel. There was really like no that's fucking ever massive plan or nothing. Just like, yeah, like I'm a fucking muralist now, baby. Yeah. Well, but that's where the plan is like, is kind of consistent though. Cause, cause I will say that I've never ever since I lived here, since I like made that deal with my dad, yeah. I've never said anything, but I'm Aaron, I'm an artist <laughs> ever. I will never say anything else, you know, cause it's the truth. And you know, if you're getting into all this, like, synchronicity, like, what is this shit? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, <coughs> there's something uh, which anyone that's, like, woo-woo is going to roll their eyes at me right now. But there's something called the double slit experiment, mm -hmm. which I think everyone should check out. But it's where they basically, in a laboratory setting, were like, whoa, when we observe this, it changes. Like, like thought is preceding the experiment. Mm -hmm. Holy cow, you know? So then they started to try this thing uh, with plants, you know, and they would take like a random probability generator and put it in top of a room and it would just spin around with like a, s a sodium bulb or yeah. whatever and it would just hit random points and then they would literally put a plant in the room and immediately it would go probability to the plant, to the plant, because the plant needs light in this dark-ass room. So they were like, holy fuck, you know? And then uh, after that, they started doing things like, um, I think Gregory Little was the person that did the study. Yeah. Um, but basically, they were like, all right, here's a group of 30 people. Here's mm -hmm. a room with a plant in it, a little bush, and we're going to give every single person uh, uh, a piece of paper. And every single person except for one had a blank piece of paper. That one person had a instruction that said, cut some leaves off of the bush. Mm -hmm. So they would. 
And then they would have everyone regather. They would mix them all up in a different order, and they would have them go into the room and reading the plants, electromagnetic buzz yeah. at the time. Every time that the person that interacted with it or clipped it came into the room, it would light up. Like, oh, it's them. You know? The weird. Like, it. yes. So, like, what I'm getting at is that there's more sentience than I think we acknowledge. And as people that are talking about shit together, we also have this, like, opportunity to, like, pass shit forward. So, like, hey, little tree, you're a thing. Know yourself, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hey, hey puppy dog, you're stupid as shit. I love you, though, and now your name is Wiley. And look at you go. You're a little person now. You know, it's like we have these <laughs> abilities to, like, pass that forward. It's like, yeah. enjoy consciousness. Here it goes. You know? Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see what you reincarnate as. Um, but what I'm getting at is, like, in all of those concepts, using thought is not a blank activity. It's yeah. actually, like, a pulp material. It's something you can use. And the more you think the thought, the more the... You know, uh, the more you think the thought, the more the experience shows itself. And if thought is bricks, using the same one over and over builds a house. And then that's what you're sitting with, you know. And I just literally I challenge every person to be like, okay, what did I never, ever not like knock myself on? Like, what was the one thing I never fucked with about me? And I guarantee, like, across the board, your experience will show you that you did not fuck with that. And it'll, it will unfold and roll. I mean, like, you guys are podcasting. It's like, what'd you do? It, it was like, I have an idea. A thought. Let's think about this more. Thinky, thinky, think, think. Yeah. Now you have 87. Am I 87? Yeah. 88. 80, something like 88 that. 88 would be perfect. Oh, that's <laughs> a synchronicity. I think it is 88. Let me. Actually. I want to just. Really? I want to make sure you're 88. We're gonna make sure right now. 88 is the is is a number I attribute to my partner. I want to make sure that Oops, we know this. Up. We will know. But all I'm trying that. to say is that we're here on 88. You're 88. Perfect. Yeah. That is a number that I've been like keeping with me lately. So yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you can. You know, fly by the seat of your pants if you want, or just float, which I think everybody's floating. It doesn't really matter how defined the experience yeah. is, which is really where it's funny as fuck, because you're just like, you're like, I don't know, <laughs> and you're just cracking up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like yesterday, I was thinking, like last night, I was sitting in my living room. My partner Julia was asleep, and I was sitting there thinking. What if everything, because I had, like, stepped on a bug earlier, and I don't <laughs> actually, like, I try to avoid bugs yeah. all the time. Like, like when I'm swimming in a swimming pool, yeah. I, I'm the person that, like, goes around the pool, and I'm like, oh, I got you, buddy. And I, like, get this wasp and be like, here you go. Yeah. And I'll, like, watch it, like, shake its wings out. And I'll be like, tell your friends what I've done here. <laughs> you know? And uh, so I was literally thinking, like, I stepped on a bug today, and I was like, what if all of my existence is just a giant fucking show 
so that that bug's existence makes <laughs> any goddamn sense. <laughs> you know, I was like, what if I am not real so that that bug can be more real? I was like, I don't care. That sounds fine. <laughs> you know? Like, fuck it, dude. Like, it's okay. You know? That's like my weird thought I had about hands. Like, what about I wrote him? a song about hands, mm-hmm. and I was talking about, like, do we ever really think about our fucking hands? Like, we do so much with them. But it's good to do it. It's like, we wipe our ass with them. Mm-hmm. Like, we're sexual with our hands. I don't think anyone thinks about their assholes enough. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. I don't either. Like, if there was a camera in every toilet, just so you know what other people have to look at. <laughs> it would just be nicer the whole world it's like it's like when they put a mirror behind a bar you know it's not Dude. so that the bartender can be like oh we're busy it's literally it's so that the patron sees themselves getting angry and they're like oh, i look like a fucking asshole yeah hey <laughs> that's what the mirror is for which i think every mirror is for it's like just hands are mirrors but me. also like yeah. to the to your point though like lucid dreaming and stuff like number one best trick ever is just to like literally contemplate your hands like when you go to sleep you just think about what your hands look like that's all you think about because it's this subconscious uh signaler of like like control or tangibility Yeah. yeah it's like i can like reach and grab now um and i you know but to your point, it's like, yeah. why don't people lucid dream more? It's like, well, they have no idea what their hands look like. Well, Probably. That's the start of it. We build things with hands. Destroy exactly. them. Well, if you get into occulty shit, I mean, all the, like, higher knowledge was funneled to the architects and the artists first. Because those were apparently the two class of citizen that already had a firm understanding of how to manipulate space and their area for change. Which mm-hmm. is, like pretty hefty concept going from pyramids to boring shit that we have now <laughs> you know yeah. um but yeah you know there's a lot to hands <laughs> there's a lot things. to fucking hands dude there's a lot to hands <laughs> there's a lot to fucking hands <laughs> they hold a lot of lies and troops i've yes. heard that we're evolving away from our pinkies really, really? yeah that's why everybody's pinkies are getting shorter, apparently. I don't actually know that that's true at all. So we're going to be like family guy, just like fucking like four fingers and <laughs> not shit? Not me. Not you. We won't make it that far. No. But whatever bug-eyed iPad children are out there someday, <laughs> they're going to have no pinkies. Um, this thing? This thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're just like, oh, everybody's like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's also Mandela effect. You guys ever get into that? Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I feel about bananas. Bananas? Yeah. What about them? So, like, I was talking to Tom about this yesterday. Like, I felt like bananas, when I was, like, seven or eight, they Mm -hmm. used to be a lot more firm. Now I feel like they're, like, just really mushy. And there was, like, something that happened where I didn't like bananas as much. Mm. I was like, what the fuck did they do to bananas? What, <laughs> what, how old were you in 2012? In 2012, I would have been, like, 16. You died. I died? We all died. Damn. <laughs> That's the deep rabbit hole version of Mandela Effect, if you're wondering. Yeah. yeah. It's that everyone that remembers the shit differently died, and we just to the next timeline. 
Wow. Which is totally fine, is what I'm saying. It's totally fine. <laughs> it really fucks with my head. Because, <laughs> like, there That's is good. definitely stuff in the Mandela effect that I've seen where it's like, yeah, like, that was like that. Have I you, swear. Damn, dude, Have Mandela you seen the human body? Bad conversation about this one night. Have you seen yeah, the human body? What about it? Well, like, okay, I grew up. Okay. When I grew up, it was like there wasn't really internet, so you had to be like really niche about what you were into. And for me, it was horror films and kaiju and like Godzilla oh, cool. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's like my first dream job I ever wanted was to be the blood splatter guy. Yeah. So I was like, All right, I got all my shit. And then I was like, Good <laughs> brains, Aaron. Yep. Uh, so what I'm getting at is just uh, fuck. What was I getting at? Oh yeah, yeah, human body. Uh. <laughs> So I was like a weird kid. I would draw like dead bodies and shit. I would like all the horror stuff, you know. I was like drawing like dream props, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, spear through the head with this guy, <laughs> and like that was just where my brain was. And Dude. but I remember, like, I swear to you, I remember, like, first of all, the heart was over here because mm-hmm. when I was a little Cub Scout, they'd be like, "Where's your heart?" And you'd put your thumb right here and go like this. Now your heart's here in the middle. That is not what I grew up with. And then also your lower or your large and smaller intestine. In my memory, being a weird little kid drawing stuff was literally one of them's right here and the other one's right under it. That was like intestines. Large ones, small ones. I remember that. Right? Right? One on top of the other, right? Now you look at it. It's small intestines all here, and then wrapped around them is the large intestines. No, Look right. it up. No. Look it up. Seriously. It is fucking different. You didn't I die. Being stacked. I remember it being stacked. You've been here the whole time. <laughs> You're the ambassador to this timeline. <laughs> 2020Q, you know? Dude, you should be wearing a cape. No, I definitely <laughs> fucking remember the stack. Right? I remember the stack. Yeah, I, remember I do the too. Stack. I, remember, I remember that. I remember Final Destination, the third one maybe. Uh, there was a scene where they're like having a barbecue or something, <laughs> and it blows up, and this barbed wire fence gets shot like 100 feet, and, it, and this dude's like got a tray, and it like chops him in half. He's like, oh, and I just remember small large falling out of his body like where's one there's the other you know but uh there's a lot of them i mean like febreze i used to fucking now it's febreze i believe uh i remember in high school my friend would always febreze us after we'd go somewhere so that his mom wouldn't smell weed and it's like we just smell like fucking febreze everywhere we go (laughs) i hated it and I always was like Febreze, like making fun of, <laughs> like making fun of the 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 bottle, you know. And now it's Febreze, and I'm like, that is Febreze, not right. Dude. I remember being so pissed about Febreze forever, because it that was it. It was like a breeze in a bottle, breeze. Yeah, yeah. that shit doesn't cover up the weed smell either. It really doesn't work. <laughs> there you go, you know. Febreze, but uh. I mean the Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears, yeah. I that's remember. A home thing. I remember being tortured. Is it I before? Dude, e? that's such an early every one time. Too. Every time, being like, is it I before E? E before I? Are they Steins or Steen? 
<laughs> Fuck. You know? I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. That's a real, that's a. I had no help. And I was like, fuck, I, just here. And Have I you could seen never Apocalypto? get it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Mel Gibson, Gibson movie, yeah. 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 I saw it for the first time the other day. It's really good. I remember watching it and just being like, man, this is like pregnant lady torture porn. Is, is, isn't she like yeah. down in the pit for yeah. this ever? For the yeah. whole movie. She's having a baby. Yeah. She had the baby. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it was crazy. Life will win. Life will make a way. And they're just like <laughs> chopping people's stomachs and taking hearts out. and like. I mean, have you seen Cannibal Holocaust? Yes. No, I have not. The movie is what intense. The fuck is that? It's really fucked up. But yeah, it is, it's a, it's up a gem. I'm gonna switch the battery, by the way. So wait, okay. let's not talk about that just yet. All right, wait a second. Okay. Yeah, guys. Pause. 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 <laughs> yeah. And we are back, peeps. And we're gonna talk about a uh, cannibal holocaust. Nice. One of the first ever mockumentaries. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. What it's it uh, it's an old movie from I think the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's like an old. It's like the first mockumentary ever made, where it's like a mock documentary, and they go into the foiler, the jungle, and it's just like a fucked up movie. I think actually the first mockumentary was the Creature of Boggy Creek. Yeah, have you seen that one? No, but I've heard of it, dude. That freaked people out because it was about Bigfoot <laughs> in Boggy Creek area. Yeah, which. I think there were like some sightings that I'm cool with Bigfoot, but that was a mockumentary and that scared the shit out of people because yeah. they, yeah, like Cannibal Holocaust was a mockumentary, but like at that point you already had a uh, Faces of Death. Do yeah, Faces that? of Death. Yeah. Have you seen Caligula? Uh huh. Yeah. Really? You liar. You have not no, seen Caligula. I've seen all the blowjobs of Caligula. Shit is funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're like the first person I've asked. They're like, no, yeah, I've seen Caligula. Yeah. I've asked many people. So you're this a question. bit of a film film you like movies? <laughs> yeah, I mean Caligula came that from a, a sexually repressed yes. girlfriend in high school. That was her pick. Interesting. And I was like, Caligula, all right. And I was like, whoa. Very sexual. This is repressed. interesting. It is. <laughs> I w- I wasn't. I was like, I know what all this is. Yeah. And she, you know, she was like, Caligula, it's really good. And I'm like, <laughs> that's <laughs> like, insane. It's not that good. There's a lot of it's stuff like, going yeah. on, but you know. But also, that's art. Whatever. Yeah, it is art. Yeah. yeah. It's. I don't. Very raw art. I don't shame any uh, artful living. You know. I mean, especially not <laughs> I sex can't stuff. That shit. Just be whatever. <laughs> oh yeah, I've seen Caligula. That movie's so fucking crazy, dude. Like, it is. I can't believe it was made. When you show or when we watched it, I was just like, I can't. K Wash is the one who showed me this shit. He was like, dude, have you seen Caligula? I'm like, nah, bro. Like the fucking Roman Emperor guy. He's like, yeah. Like, yeah but have you but seen have Caligula? You seen <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, okay. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Then we had Jachi watch it, and then it just fucked his mind. He was like. Wow. They're like, fellatio in a movie? Yeah. In like a really? high budget movie with like... I know. With, uh, what's his face from Clockwork Orange? Like, yeah, he... And I'm... Oh, it's um, Marcus... Uh, McAdam? I don't know. Marcus... Something. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> Marcus something, dude. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> or Malcolm... Malcolm. <laughs> it's Malcolm... Malcolm Maddox or Butler? something. Butler? Right? No. Malcolm. 
Can we look this up? Malcolm yeah, McDowell. Let's, let's Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. Is that okay? Yeah, that's anyway. it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's definitely it. Yeah. Who else is it? This he's coming back in like horror stuff, and he was yeah. the clockwork orange guy. And... Malcolm McDowell, Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah like Helen Mirren. <laughs> Peter O'Toole. Yeah, Peter O'Toole. Yeah. I was already really into Helen Mirren when I saw that. So when I figured out she was in that, I was like, all right, I'll watch this with you for sure. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of big names in this. Yeah. Very, uh, this ritual? Yeah. Yeah. This blood orgy? Yeah. yeah. A lot of big names. Uh, movie is crazy. Wow. Yeah. But in <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust, the director actually got... Uh, he had to go to court mm-hmm. to prove that the people in the movie were still alive because it was like banned in every country because everyone thought it was like real killings. Well, that's because he killed the animals. Yeah, he actually the killed animal, animals. The animals that died were all real. Yeah. And they did get him on uh, animal cruelty. Yeah. I mean, because they like pull a sea turtle out of the ocean, right? Yeah. And like cut a turtle into pieces. And Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah, they did at least. They do all this. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it freaked people out. They thought it was real. Yeah. You know? But they ate the turtle. Parts they of them, yeah. They did eat the turtle. Okay. Yeah. It, at least they didn't waste, a, waste it. Yeah. It was like <laughs> cannibal movie eating, though. They probably wasted it. It was like... No. Yeah, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. They didn't season it or anything. Or but the director wow. has kind of owned it in a weird way that I think is only like old... Italian guys at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, he okay. was like, I had to kill the animal to sell the realism of the cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Okay. It's like, okay, dude. He's like, and now my film is infamous. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, well, well, Moby has okay. tattoos against you now up and down his arms. Like, yeah. Animal safety. You know, have you seen Moby's tattoos? No, I haven't. Man. I've heard well, about that. Play's a great album. I don't know what his tattoos are going to change about the world. Literally nothing. Yeah. Everyone already knows, Moby, that you are with the animals. That part, the tattoos get me. <laughs> I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. Dream totem. Pick something else. Yeah. We already know your whole life's mission. <laughs> like, I can't wait for Moby's funeral just to see what other <laughs> just to see what other like like his eyelids say green peace when he closes them <laughs> he's like a billboard of yes we know your vibe yeah you know i just know he was like play and he made like acid house i love stuff. his the album where he's jumping you know what i'm talking about where he's like play is that the record yeah. i love it yeah mm-hmm. That's like all that music from that album. A lot of it was in commercials. Southside, that song. No. Here we all know. <laughs> I love that song. Play? I karaoke that album. song sometimes. Moby, dude. I didn't know he had like all those songs. I really enjoy this song called Alone Again Naturally. By oh. Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah, I know that song. Alone again, naturally. I love like melodrama at the karaoke bar. Yeah. On tour, we go to a lot of bars that will be dingy and they have a karaoke box that no one's using. And there will be old men that are like, fuck you guys walking in here. <laughs> and I'll just be like, sign me up for a song. And I'll just do a. Uh, 
like stuck in the middle with you. It's <laughs> like clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. And I'm like, that's you fucking idiots. And they're just like, I was like, oh, I love this guy. He calls it like it is. <laughs> oh, this is fucking great. God damn it, dude. Fuck. I was just like, I don't even know how the fuck we got here, dude. <laughs> this is great. We got Cannibal here again. Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust. That's what we. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was that, but yeah, it, yeah, there, there was something that got us there. <laughs> A lot of shit. I don't know. How the fuck? Okay. How the fuck did all this shit lead you to? How the fuck? Wait. How the fuck did you get to Deep Tropics with like all this shit going on? Like, how, how did we? How do we even get there with that? I was just. Uh, is this like four years ago? Yeah. Now? Uh, I don't remember where I was in my life. Okay. But I do remember I needed work. Because okay. I was like, you know, I think I was like freshly out of the first band. Yeah. And not yet into Okie Dokie at all. So like maybe five. No, it's been four years. Anyway, uh, Blake who is the owner of the festival. He's one of them. Uh, show runner. He's the man. Uh, Blake uh, hit me up and he was kind of like, hey, we need a poster. And I was just literally like, no, nah, I need all of this. I want all of this. And I was just like, you do need a poster. It sucks. But you need everything. All your shit sucks. <laughs> and I was just like, let me do it and I'll do all of it. And Dude, Blake and I have been through so much shit together, like just running through the rain and dealing with crap and just me on like 50 million Adderalls one season just to like, I mean, I slept 12 hours in a week, like painting shit, wow. you know? Um, but yeah, it's been so awesome. Uh, he gave me that opportunity. I went with it. I created like this place for it all and now the whole thing is the art that I made for it I can draw anything in Deep Tropics version ever um, I'm working on a graphic novel that'll be out in October um, as like an accompaniment to the festival uh, which it's no dialogue it's just art and it's gonna be like 200 pages wow. it's gonna be cool that I'm excited. Really rad pictures. But back to all the weird stuff. It's yeah. like that's where it's going is that book and and uh, the story that I wrote three years ago that I now understand that I'm really into. And uh, yeah, shit is just constantly like, oh, wonderful, amazing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And I will say that part of that process is being like, man, that's making everyone mad. I need to just care about them and. Maybe not think about that as much. Come on. Uh, and being kind of driven, you know, you have to stay like, this thing has to be what it's going to be. This thing has to be what it's going to be, and I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it there. And then uh, now here we are, Deep Tropics. Uh, I design everything down to the recycling bins. like, And that is something I am so proud of, because after the first season... Uh, I'm like not super aware in the EDM world. I'm like yeah. not the most aware person. So like for me, that's a great opportunity because I have no uh, taste to push. 
I have no favorite artists that are playing this year. I have literally none of that shit. I have Deep Tropics, what it looks like, what's happening there, this big book it's all going to be in, and the experience of people when they're at the park during this time. Mm. And, you know, I think the main thing is just after the first year, we went to see Flying Lotus like a week or two after the festival. I love Flying Lotus like so much. (laughs) My whole life. I mean, I grew up with like Adult Swim and all this shit. So like the second he was making music, I was like, whoa. And uh, yeah, we went to see and I was just like, awesome. And I was kind of feeling this like afterglow of the event. I'm like, all right, cool. That was fun. So which way? What year is this? Because I know like Flying Lotus, like one year, like he had the best like stage. It was like the. It was like the like David Lynch was. Was it when he was in the box? Was he doing the box thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, dude. And it was awesome. Oh man. But like, I was just kind of like, oh great, I just did this job for a festival. Like it went well. No one shit their pants. Like I almost <laughs> did, but no one else did. Cool. And then I was like, all right, cool. As a residual from this job, I now get to go see an artist I adore, you know? And I saw the box, like the set, and I was like, this is amazing. And I was like, but I can do that, you know? Like, I can do that. (laughs) He's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I was like, this is amazing, but I can literally do that. I have to figure out how to do that, you know? And, And the main thing, though, is that people would come up and they'd see, like, Blake and some of the all true people and, like, people they recognized as the crew that put the show on or whatever. And then some people would come up to me and be like, you're the art guy. And I'd be like, I'm an art guy. And they'd be like, you're the deep (laughs) tropics guy. And I'd be like, thanks for noticing, you know? And they'd be like, dude, thank you so much. No one gives a fuck about us. And I was just like, that's insanely wrong. That's not true. Like, cause I now do, (laughs) you know? And I was like, holy shit. Like, and I, and, I mean, that is really what it is to me. It's the same yeah. thing, like, you know, uh, I think people are well-equipped to being who they need to be. Uh, I don't think there's anything pedestally about saying that about and to people. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're engaged in art or creation or speaking or whatever the fuck, you know, I think to... uh look at what's gotten you there, who's now available to experience, you know, and treating them with uh, empathy in the way that, like, no, we're making this shit together, you know? Like, okie dokie was cool to me as, like, I'm going to try it out. But then someone told me it got him out of a bad time, and I was like, okay, now I give a fuck. Oh, my God, you know? I was like, I give so many fucks now. And uh, same with Deep Tropics. It was like, all right, I'm a fly on the wall, and I don't want to, like, put any notions on these people. I don't want to, like, drum up what the EDM crowd is, you know? I was like, I just want to make a place and let them come into it, and hopefully they like it, and I'll know if they hate it, because, come on, it's EDM crowd. It's the weirdos I grew up with, (laughs) you know? They're all going to be like, yo, (laughs) brah. That sucked. Or they're going to be like, man, I was seeing like, <laughs> I'm going to be like, job, job well done, you know? 
Um, yeah. One or the other, dude. Right. And and I remember that year, too. I was like, okay, I'm going to make one little joke. One joke. And I was just like, all right. So I, ma- I like, pushed for this T-shirt to be made. And it's this, like, pink head, you know? Yeah. And it's just this, like, stoic, like, Roman-looking bust thing. <laughs> but it's got, like, bubblegum skin and blue hair. And it's got, like, a cube over here and fire in this eye. And it's just, like... You know, and I was like, "What is the deity of deep tropics?" And I was like, "It's got to be pretty heady." And I was like, "Just a head, just a floating head. That is loud and hilarious to me." You know, and I was like, "They will either hate this or they will embrace it." And this is my test, you know. And then I just remember like being in the front of house booth and like they're like, you know, I forget who was playing like mm-hmm. someone cool was playing and I you know like these creatures I had drawn were next to them and I was like fuck yeah and then I was like can I push that button there and they're like yeah it's a CO2 and I was like awesome <laughs> and it just went and I was like whoa you know and because I, I was like that's what we did and then I noticed too that like in front of me there was like 200 people and they were wearing the floating head and it was on the back of the shirt. So all I saw was like a sea of dancing heads. <laughs> and I was like, okay, they love this. Amazing. Okay. You know? And um, yeah, There's my, nothing quite like your shirt being worn by a ton of people. Oh, it like feels your design. good. Yeah, it feels yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. But also I was like, I'm looking at fun right now, you know? And I was yeah. like that's the world I want to be in. I was like, how do I do this every day? This is like amazing, you know? Um, and I think honestly that just really awakened in me just, uh, an acknowledgement of where all that energy goes, you know, it's like, it's not just fun. It's like literally our thought matter. It's like, what are we turning it into? It's like, I'm either funneling it all to that guy where I'm funneling it all to you guys back at you, you know? And Rad. and I think that's like what the festival is to me at this point anyway. It's like, how do we create a place where you go and you're not thinking like, oh, Bicentennial Park, or you're not thinking like, oh, there's that person. Because like literally who gives a shit? And, you know, I think that's kind of the point is like uh, getting into creative mechanisms just to literally experience more people, you know, it's like that's the point. Is so to what was just the thought with it? More people. That's the one coming up like August, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the EDM one. Mm-hmm. So like the last one was like a bunch of like hip hop guys and shit. Mm-hmm. It was split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the first year, I was with them. We had a ah, fuck maybe Earth Gang. Yeah, Earth Gang. Yeah, I think. Well, I think they had to cancel like last mm-hmm. minute. So we went from having Earth Gang, I think. I could be wrong. But either way, yeah. the the same day as our festival, they had some kind of like city meeting with all the like officiators, yeah. whatever. You know, the mayor and the blah, 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 and the state representatives and the governor. <laughs> and they were all literally next door at the farmer's market having some boring shit. And we're over here having this festival. And we get like a note from the city. They're like, hey, Channel Trace played. 
And he was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. And then they were like, hey, no profanity in our park. And it's like, this is a what? music festival, you know? Yeah, like, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, turn it down. So anyway, I think it was Earth Gang that, that ended up bailing. Something happened. But we had a decision. And they were like, all right, you can either get this person or you can get Rick Ross. And we were like... They told us not to cuss anymore. Rick Ross, please. (laughs) So it was like so awesome just watching like these characters I'd drawn and literally Rick Ross is walking around. I'm just like, fuck you, fuck you. And I'm like, (laughs) it was so great. We talked about Rick Ross earlier. See? His Wingstop venture. See? It keeps going. Yeah. Like chicken. He's in Wingstop now? He owns a bunch of Wingstops. Yeah, like 50 of them. That makes sense. That's yeah. like Kings of Leon. I think they're just trying to buy bars in the gulch these yeah, days. Makes sense. You met the... I did, post-mating. Uh, oh, wow. He just came out of his side door in sweatpants and yeah, manga. And he so, ordered Thai food? Yeah, ordered like $80 worth of Thai food. Sounds like that fucking slob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking slob, dude. <laughs> You heard it here first. At like Ca- caliber or whatever. You're yeah. a fucking slob, dude. It was like morning. He had it for breakfast. Your sex is on fire. <laughs> You're a slob. Your sex is eating Thai food at 11 a.m. Yeah, it's slob. like a weird decision to do. You're a God slob. Damn, get your fucking life together, man. Yeah, you're a slob. <laughs> Come meet me out on the streets. Fucking slob. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Yeah, you're a slob. Man. Beef. No, uh, that's not real beef, but yeah. it's truth though. You're a slob, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm know. just I don't kidding. Know festivals other than deep like for my artwork. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, defunct festivals. They're not really festivals anymore. So honestly, I'm having a hard time remembering the names of these. <laughs> uh, one is Athens of the South. Like they're not going anymore. Like they're just not a thing yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then there was one at like Centennial Park that they tried to do. It was really funny though. It was when uh, the Flaming Lips played, who I love. You Flaming know, Lips is amazing. Right. Soft Bullets is favorite album. Amazing. Yeah. But this was that this was that time in which Wayne was like hanging with Miley Cyrus and stuff and mm-hmm. all that crap. And I just remember like. Because I had painted, I was like, all right, I'm going to go watch from side stage because I love these guys. And I was like, what other perks are there here? Just this. So I was like, I'm the art. I'm art. Like, whatever. And I'm like up there. And I just remember watching the Flaming Lips and I'm like, God, I love this band. And I remember looking at the crowd being like, man, this is so weak. Nashville did not show up. And then I remember this like limousine, not really, it was just a car, showed up. And uh, Miley Cyrus walked out of it, and she, like, walks up to, like, the stage because they were going to do a song together. That was, yeah. like, the ramblings. was like, Miley's going to be here. And then I just remember her, like, walking up me and, like, oh, no. And just left because she saw the crowd. I was like, <laughs> see you later, Miley. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That happened. But I don't remember that festival's name. Wow. It was... This was just through me making art f- forever, you know. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, no word of mouth. Uh, I don't have a website or word of mouth in Nashville has been wonderful. 
Yeah, I do dude. Instagram, but yeah, your whole story is like just it's so fucking free flow. It's so cool. It's like you just you literally are like water. I'm just like we're water, all man. water, dude. But you're like the we're real test of water, bro. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah. Don't have expectations. Right. No expectations. No. But you can also, like, I think you can select things, you know? Like, you can say, this is, like, not having an expectation. This is just literally, like, mind gymnastics. But uh, I think, you know, like, getting into all the weird woo-woo shit, you know, I do think that we live in a multiverse of something. I do not think we can just hop from, you know, consciously hop from existence to existence, blah, blah. I think it's more so like when you look at like a fourth dimensional cube, you know, the Tesseract uh, Mm -hmm. animation. It's like I am just the cube in the center before it starts expanding or unfolding. But like the Tesseract thing, you know, it requires all the forms of the cube at once so i'm like cube 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 <laughs> that's cube. all we are there's a different you all over the place but you are not going to see it in this one you're just this so that's where deja vu it's like okay, yes you can experience like quantum jumping though because there's a whole concept yeah you should be yeah, I, like, I mean really okay so you, these these multiple realities mm-hmm. Okay, so are you familiar with the concept of quantum jumping? I want to hear it from you. Okay, so aligning your vibration yep. or your mindset mm-hmm. to this different reality until it shifts to that. So it's like an, maybe avail- it's some, an available yeah. reality. Yeah, okay, so maybe in an available reality, mm-hmm. I'm like best friends with Steve Irwin. You and we like Steve hunted. Irwin? Yeah. He's dead, though. I know. That's out of the possibility of your available realities, though. In this cube, Steve Irwin's dead. So, like, his kids, go for it. His wife, go for it. You can do that. But he's dead. Now, can you talk to him in your dreams? Yeah, fuck yeah. I, (laughs) this is weird, but I've had multiple encounters with Morgan Freeman in my dreams. (laughs) And I met someone. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) literally. Literally, the, <laughs> literally, the first, the first show I ever played doing bass stuff with Soul Cat, I had a dream that I'm like late for this show and I'm like scrambling to the show. It ends up being my like high school auditorium, and I was like, "Fuck, it's here!" And then I'm like, and then I hear like, and I was like, "Fuck, they're already on!" And it was like. No, that's just Jan sound checking. Like he, my buddy just noodles. Yeah. He's great, but he noodles. You know you do. And uh, and then I remember in my dream, Johnny, my bandmate now, who was in that band too. Yeah. Uh, he was like, "Hey, no, you're on time. It's all good." You know. He was like, "Here, you want to take a shot with me?" And I was like, Phew. in my dream, I was like, "Yes." And I'm at a bar. You know, after the shot, (laughs) after the shot in my dream, I'm at a bar and I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then I look up and it's Morgan Freeman (laughs) and I, and he was like, Hey man, you okay? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally, I'm literally like, Morgan, what are you doing here? (laughs) Morgan. (laughs) I know. Like we're personal, we're acquaintances, 
you know, and I'm like, Morgan, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, and by the way, my first ever show was opening up for a band called the Young Rap Scallions, I think. <laughs> the Young Rap Scallions. Which is literally uh, McLovin's band, mm-hmm. like Freddie Muntz Platz, I think. Oh, from Superband? Yeah, he has a band called that, yeah. and we were opening for them. So my first ever show was opening for McLovin's actual band. Wow, that's hilarious. Yes. And I was like, man, what are the chances, you know? And because yeah. uh, I was like, I just moved here and everybody loves super bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? But uh, anyway, yeah, I just remember like looking up and I was like, Morgan, what are you doing here? And he was like, I play bass in McLovin's band. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like what? And he was like, yeah, you know, didn't know I'd be here. And I was like, me neither. <laughs> And he was like, you don't remember anything. And I was like, no, I don't. He was like, oof. He was like, you better have a seat. And I was like, really? It's that bad? (laughs) And I just remember, you know, Morgan Freeman pulling out his phone in my dream and being like, all right, let's pulling up YouTube and being like, drunk ass bass player. And he was like, check it out. It's like me. And I'm just like, in my dream, I'm like, oh, that's bad. You know, I'm doing life review in my dream of this performance the night before my first ever performance. And uh, I'm literally like, oh, that's terrible. And then he goes, no, it gets worse. And then he's like, it's like, drunk ass bass player tells jokes, which then became a thing. Like in Soul Cat, I would just start telling jokes because it would drive the lead singer insane and i was like (laughs) yes you know it was funny and uh man so i'm like watching my drunk ass tell jokes i'm like oh it's not bad and he was like it gets worse and then it's like a video that's something like what the fuck did i just see and it's literally me on the black of the on the back of this big black horse and I've got my bass, and there's like pyro all of a sudden, and I'm just on a horse, and it's like, and I'm like, like I'm shredding, and everyone's just like, whoa, <laughs> and I don't understand any of it, you know, and I'm just, I wake up right after that, and I'm like, whoa, and then I'm like, oh, the show's tonight, oh god, <laughs> and then. I had another dream with Morgan Freeman in it. And in my dream, I'm like in my living room smoking weed and my friends are with me, you know, and it's like totally normal. And then I'm like, I'm like, guys, you know who's underrated is Morgan Freeman. I know he's like huge, but he's underrated. He's great. And I was like, what's your favorite movie? And my friend was like, Drive Miss Daisy. And I was like, that's not a bad one. And my other friend was like, Shawshank, for sure. And I was like, good call. And then, you know, I was like, I love this movie. And then I just, like, remember, like, turning to my left and being like, Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, Morgan, which which one's your favorite? And he was like, I was like, is it the bucket list? And he was like, man, fuck the motherfucking bucket list. (laughs) And I just woke up and I was like, what the fuck, you know? And then a couple years later, I don't meet Morgan Freeman, but there's these brothers in town and they're called them. They're the Malden brothers and they're like a country music duo. They're twin brothers and they're like famous for like playing Regis and Kathy and stuff and just all over. But they grew up in Mississippi uh, where Morgan Freeman lives Mm-hmm. He is a close family friend of theirs, and I met them, and I told them all of this shit, like all of it. 
before I knew at all that literally Morgan Freeman is their godfather, straight up, like their grandma's best friend, like in that town. And they were like, dude, this is going to fucking like, oh my God. They were just like, man, you've got to go meet him. And I was like, (laughs) I know, clearly. (laughs) No, but they were like, because literally everything you said is so true. Morgan cusses like a sailor. <laughs> Nobody knows, but he does. And then they were like, he smokes so much weed, man. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. They were like, of course. And, and then the last part was like, also, he hated more than any other movie the fucking bucket list. <laughs> wow, dude. And they were like, you've got to go tell him all this shit. And I was like, I do need to. Wow, we're still working on that, but Seven I'm saying, of wow. Freeman. dude, the degrees are short, and that's what I mean, though. In yeah. my available reality, I can still meet Morgan Freeman, like, and and that's where I'm saying there's like a way to do that. I think maybe, which is like really hard to conceive, uh, just in most yeah. conversations. Which is quickly, there's a guy named Neville Goddard that kind of like coined this approach but he was like a a pastor who then was like wait a second what is all this thy will be done shit when there's all this my will be done evidence here (laughs) oh you know (laughs) so then basically he like sort of set up this protocol of like okay we live in we are the cube but the cube wishes to be all this shit that's available how do we do this well, we have to create coherence, okay? So he was saying, and I'm saying I've done this stuff a mm-hmm. few times to the point where I'm like, well, okay. But you basically, like, you is you right now. You, like, turn deja vu onto yourself. You go, I write me now wish to be here. And you don't think about, like, like if your dream was the coffee yeah. cup or something, you dream about, like, literally I've already had the coffee and I'm satisfied coffee's gone you like you th- you envision beyond whatever the goal is yeah and that's where you essentially <clears throat> are creating a, a timeline coherence of within the scope of reality which you can literally be like okay that person's dead i can't do that one that person's blip 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 like they're just shifting into other places they're fine yeah. but like they're not in this particular game anymore so anyway you go me right here which is to be me right there so then you go okay me right here call out to me right there and then you both go hey i see you thank you for getting me here and then i'm over here going i got you don't worry about it (laughs) and then you go one step further and you go into the past and you locate this version of you that like set you up to be doing this shit now and you go thank you Younger me, we fucking did it, and we're still doing it. And older us <laughs> is saying high five already, so just keep going. Yeah. And you set your goals. You keep thinking, 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 and then like literally you're like, wait a second. I am with Steve Irwin's grandchildren right now, telling them about the long <laughs> journey that got me here. And it is, I think, a thing that we can do straight up. One example. Why would I tell his grandchildren? One example. There was a there was a day where I was working, and I don't know how much time y'all do this, but I'll make it quick. Um, 
there was a day I was working on Deep Tropic yeah. stuff in the basement of my old apartment. And I'd been getting into kind of woo-woo world, uh, which I think the original meaning of woo-woo just means from here to there. It just means energy transfer. So yeah, again, cool. it's Makes just sense. electricity shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I'm working in my basement and I'm having this thought where I'm like, man, I could call people. I just paint shit. I could call someone and put it on speaker and I could talk to them and I could connect to people because I suck at that. <laughs> and I was like, all right, cool. Uh, who do I need to call? And I was like, all right, my buddy Critter. And I was like, no, 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 I'll call Critter later. And I was like, okay, Buddy Jackson, who's a friend of mine. He's incredible artist, yeah. Nashville staple. I was like, I'll call Buddy. And then I was like, nah, yeah. And I was like, my grandparents. <sighs> And I was like, okay, my buddy Trent. Uh, so I'm kind of like, all right, cool. And then I'm like, nah, fuck this. I, this voice in my head kind of pops up. And it's like, I literally heard it and said it at the same time. It was like, Aaron Martin needs to do what Aaron Martin needs to do today, <laughs> which is paint in his fucking basement and just focus. And then I go, I'll call them tomorrow. And then this like light in my head was like, no, no, no. And I was like, they'll call me, you know? And I was like, they'll call me. So then I just kind of like, I kind of just was like, all right, this is how this works in the moment. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any like rules or anything. I was just like, all right, this is how this works. And I like sat in, <clears throat> in my basement. I envisioned like this big ball thing right here. And again, that was just what came up. Yeah. And I was like, all right. So I am thinking they'll call me into this ball out of the top of my head. Again, it was just natural to do that. And I was like, all right. And I had this balloon and it was filling up, filling up. And when it was like full of that thought to me, I was like, all right, peace the fuck out. <laughs> and that's what you have to do because again your thought is doing shit and yeah. when you set an intention you have to fucking stop thinking about it because you're changing all the outcomes with your like expectations mm -hmm. that's what the fuck they're saying is don't expect out of your you know selections just yeah. just watch it go um so anyway i'm like they'll call me and then I forget about it because, again, you're supposed to. So I, like, struggled and did forget about it. So then the next day I go to my office. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I put the key in the door. Very first thing, my buddy Trent calls me for the first time in, like, a year and a half. And he's like, man, weirdest series of events, like, happened. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm literally going, no way, <laughs> you know? And uh, I pick up the phone. I'm like, Trent. I was kind of waiting on you. And he was like, what? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, yeah. So any, And he was like, man, weirdest shit. This happened, then this happened, then this happened, and then this happened. And I was finally just like, I got to call Aaron. And I was like, amazing. That's weird. <laughs> so I hang up with Trent. It's great. Uh, and then 20 minutes later, my grandparents call me. <laughs> and I haven't talked to them in like six months because I love them. But we just talk about when I'm going to get married. Yeah. And why I don't love her enough to marry her. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I love them, but we don't talk shit as much as yeah. we used to. <laughs> but uh, 
So yeah, my grandparents call me and I'm just messing with them at this point. I'm like, yo, I was waiting on you. Like literally here you are. And they're like, what? And I'm like, nothing. (laughs) Great conversation. Okay. So they hang up and then my brain goes, all right, I'm waiting on buddy now because it's going in reverse order. Like I'm waiting on buddy. And then I sat there and I waited a little bit and he didn't call. And I was like, I'm fucking this all up. So then I just went back to work day ends you know i i go downstairs i'm locking the front door and literally key slides in buddy jackson calls me and he's like been around enough for me to be like all right listen to what i did and i told him he was like holy shit he was like because that same thing it was like (laughs) i saw this then that then that then that then that then i was like fuck i gotta call him (laughs) and i was like whoa so literally uh that's where, like, you know, I didn't have an expectation out of a little, like, just experiment. But the second that I knew it was an experiment moment, I was like, okay, that's what this is. Listen, you know, and just do it and then see what happens. Mm. But that's where, like, there's feedback, you know, because my answer was Critter didn't call me today. So that's, like, where I need to call. I need to, like, make an effort yeah. to get a hold of my friend. Uh, it took me weeks but I finally got him to answer, and we had this like long, awesome talk. And he was like, "Man, I've never just fucking fucked off anywhere." And I was like, "Do it! I just did that. Like, I was thirty years old when I took my first just me solo trip, mm-hmm. and, I, and it was like an epiphany. Like, wait, I can just do that. I can just leave. What? And I did it, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" So I'm like, fresh off of this, and I'm just talking to Critter, like, "Dude, you gotta just leave." just pick a fucking place and go and he was like all right you know what good idea and he's like looking he's like how about and i can't remember which place but it was like literally just one of the islands that are like right on the other tip of south america just like right there and critter later was like man i thought i was gonna like fly across the world but it was a 30 minute flight from texas (laughs) (laughs) he's like so i was just kind of right over there (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, he books this thing, COVID, COVID, I finally get to play Austin, Texas again, haven't seen Critter in two or three years, it's, it ends up being his birthday (laughs) when I'm in Austin, Texas, I get to go see my friend, I hug him, and, uh, it also ends up being the literal night before he leaves on that vacation (laughs) that he booked over a year prior yeah so i not only got to like reach out to my friend talk to my friend talk to them about stuff that they were on maybe the fence about or maybe already gonna do yeah but either way i got to be like yo trip's worth it and then i got to be in the right place to like hug them right before they went on this trip you know and it was full circle so that's like that's one experiment moment in the scheme of like, I just don't think this shit's fake anymore. Yeah. Stuff, you know, and literally I talked to everyone almost about this stuff. Everyone does literally everybody and Ubers. I love Ubers cause I ask all my Uber drivers just their weird stuff. I'm like, let's talk about it, you know? And like, like I'm way into just whatever it is. I've had some like, we'll have to, I've had some shit 
but, some shit but it's there and everybody has something, you know, and I swear it's like the but second like, you no, start talking about like, it, they're it's like, the when you're in tune with the shit that's happening, though. That's called being aware. That's the yeah. same shit as the leaves on the tree thing. It's like I yeah. am aware that every leaf on every tree is moving. So in my reality, that shit is happening. I know about it. It's there. I don't have to like, you know, like the part of my brain that says you don't need this to survive is incoherence of the part that goes, but I want it. So show me more. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think that's what it is, you know. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's a really cool Dude. side effect of just making shit is just being able to like, talk to people about stuff like that very true yeah 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 everybody teaches <laughs> you something with every word you know yeah. and that's like not even fake that's not even that's just legitimately everything another thing is like <laughs> do this experiment it gets weird ask yourself uh to yourself you know like questions, higher self, whatever you want to call it. Ask yourself shit and listen to other people straight up in coffee shops or like just at a table, wherever you're at, at the grocery store. Be like communicating with you. And I swear it is so weird. The other people in the room that'll be like exactly what you needed to hear. And they'll keep going, you know, or like, here's a little tidbit of what you were thinking about. Goodbye. You know, it's like, that's where it gets pretty crazy. Uh, it's just the way that, you know, everyone is kind of floating around this thing. Uh, but to do the whole, like, walk in another person's shoes thing is actually, like, how you float maybe, you know, down a lazy river instead of the rapids you yeah. know it's like empathy and like i mean really like when you're at the gas station and someone's being a grump at the register or whatever i'm just picking a random person and you're like ah what a jerk cleanse yourself <laughs> by like thinking okay what if i was that jerk and then just jump in and just feel your body differently and you're like well this, you know and then literally i swear the first thing you'll see is like laundry on the floor yeah. And sh this person hasn't called me back and like all this human shit that is so <clears throat> real to everyone that you're just like, Shh. oh, whoa, same. And you don't like hate people, you know, because yeah. it's so dumb. You're like, I literally am hating me all the time. Yeah, that's fucking stupid, you know, and that's also I want to say devoid of any of the like, I do not like um, multiverse stuff for the like. Uh, the NPC element of that conversation where yeah. where people are like, you know, everything's fake. So it's all a video game in my head and I'm yeah. the only head and they're all fake. Holy fuck. That is not at all what I'm talking about. I'm saying like we are all creating this rapid release thing. Yeah. So like every time you think like, what a fucker. You are like sending thought beams. What a fucker. <laughs> and they are becoming that fucker in your reality. You know, you are making people that asshole every time we do it. Interesting. You know, for real. Yeah. Like every single time, 
every movie that comes out, we are creating, that asshole's got the best dick through his pants in that superhero <laughs> movie. I vote for him. You know, like, or that asshole's so smarmy, he should only play one role the rest of his life. Like, that's what we're doing. We're creating that for them, for us. And what do you do with that? Yeah. You know, it's like you just chill with it. You enjoy everybody. And you also acknowledge that the biggest assholes on the planet are doing their best job at what they're aware of. You know, they know only Thanks. one thing, which is being that asshole. Being that asshole, yeah. And it's okay, you know? Because I guarantee any of those assholes has, like, been like, oh, my God, what's this bump on my asshole? Is it cancerous? <laughs> or, like, you know, like, oh, I'm breathing heavy. What the fuck? You know, like, all of those people have done that. Or, like, like oh, oh I'm a shit a little like every single person, <laughs> every person. Thanks. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Like, yeah. I feel like, yeah. I'm gonna. We'll end this here. I guess. Cool. I have. <laughs> I'm gonna have to definitely talk to you off of the episode because there's a lot more shit we could talk about with this. But I know we gotta get going. I don't know. How 88. Much. What is this? 88. Like 88. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours of deep thought. It's good for you. It's, it's good for me. Hopefully, yeah. yeah, I feel like a lot of people, when they hear this one, they're going to go into a lot of deep thought about shit. Bring it on. I got a lot of friends who think on this tip. Well, let's they get a like group this. together. Yeah, we should do yeah. another. We should do a, a specific. A weirdo group? Episode, yes. About this yeah. kind of shit. Let's just, yeah. You even said. I remember you saying I should do some shit like that with the whole like astrology and shit and all that spiritual shit. Like we should just have something really fucking in depth, dude. That would be fucking awesome. It'd be funny. Like, <laughs> I can't wait. I would love to do that. Yeah. Just to like take notes to myself of they say chakras, they say chakras. <laughs> you know. Yes. The chakras, the chakras, and who like won't correct the other person? <laughs> That's like what I live for. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there was a lot of information in this. Yeah, that, that got cool. there. We got. Yeah. Yeah. It's just free yeah. flow. All right. Yeah. I've had a great time. Deep Thanks. tropics. Yeah. So I've great. Had a great time. Thank Soul you. Cat. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Okie dokie. Aaron Martin. <laughs> this is fucking great. Yeah, I had a wonderful time. Yeah, guys. 88. Hey. Uh, 88. 88. Magical number. Juju 88. You know what's going on. He's mm -hmm. smiling like the wind boy over there. That's true. Yeah, smiling like the wind boy. And it's a dude superb. Oh, Tom. And y'all know what this is. It's MC to MC. And Aaron's definitely going to be back. We're going to do another one. Okay. <laughs> We're going to do another one. All right. And, yeah, love you guys. See y'all on the next episode. Love you, mean it.